What's that sound? It's the sound of another winner's corner. That's right. We are back with a yet another winner's corner. This time for one of our most chaotic episodes in a while. We did our uh, dream road to road trip buddies draft with the two of us and our lovely producer, Anna H. What are those results, Damon? Yes, um, this was unfortunately not much of a competition. In third, with four votes, four votes for four Danny DeVito variants, we got Kyle. <laughs> in second, with 11, which is not even double of what our winner has, is myself. I, I still love you, Mystery Machine. And then in first, of course, is our lovely producer, Anna H., with 29 votes. I'm I'm not shocked. I mean, when you put Thor and Hermione... And freaking Bumblebee together. I mean, it that it, it's going it's going to be hard to beat anyway. So I applaud you, Anna. Great job, and you get another W. Everyone, enjoy the episode. to another episode of Planet Fantasy. You may have noticed you're not listening to the dulcet tone of, tones of Damon or the rabid hamster energy of Kyle. But this week, we're deviating from our regular programming for a fun surprise. We've got some friends of the pod, Michael, Tiffany, and Dominique, and they're here to discuss topics celebrating the Black community. Unfortunately, our friend of the pod, Ryan, couldn't make it this week, but don't worry, we're still going to roast him regularly throughout the episode. Michael, how's it going? It's going great. Thanks for uh, welcoming me in. Uh, for those of you who haven't heard the four or five episodes that I've been on before, I'm Michael Gardner. I am the official uh, alcoholic correspondent uh, for Planet Fantasy. Um, and like we said, we've, we've got uh, a topic here that we're going to go through. And what, the thing that we're going to go through tonight for, for Juneteenth is we're going to be celebrating, um, you know, many of the, the black characters that have been, you know, co-stars or side characters in, uh, you know, in, in, in any of the fandoms that we've listened to in any of the, the TV or movies or or anything that we've seen. And we're going to bring them to the forefront. Um, but before we do that, I would like to go ahead and introduce you to my two lovely co-hosts. They're going to go ahead and introduce themselves. Uh, Tiffany, Tiffany, what's going on? Hey, y'all. My name is Tiffany. Um, I use she, her pronouns. I am excited to join the Planet Fantasy pod today. Um, Hoping to give y'all some good content, and um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Awesome, Tiff. What's your what's your like? What's your favorite fandom? What what kind of got you into um, the kind of the core nerd fandoms that we all love to celebrate? You know, got to be Star Wars initially. Um, you know, grew up kind of watching Star Wars, but I got real deep into Harry Potter um, due to my younger siblings. It was just a good way to connect with them. Um, have always also loved Marvel. So, you know, I guess all the things. <laughs> um, I like Lord of the Rings as well. But I gotta I gotta be real. I can't say that um, I'm real deep in any one of those fandoms, but I'm a jack of all trades, right? So I can talk a little bit about all the things. Just don't be like trying to put me on Jeopardy, asking me you no know, like serious, tough questions about this stuff. I'm like, I don't know, can I get, like, I don't know for 200? Cause that's 100% me. <laughs> um, 
but um, I just like talking, you know, just about the nerdy things and celebrating just uh, the good stuff in life. You know, good stories. Who doesn't like a good story? That's that's awesome. We we love we love the storytelling. We're not here to gatekeep or do any of the, any of the nonsense. And then um, my other co-host tonight is going to be Dominique. Dominique, how's everything going with you? Hi, uh, things are going good since my son. I bribed my son with cookies, so <laughs> that's how I'm here tonight. So yeah, hi, I'm Dominique. I am a mother of one. Um, I use she, her pronouns, um, and I live in the occupied Duwamish territory, aka Seattle. Oh, awesome. Dom, let me find out you in Seattle. I live in Ellensburg. What? Oh, I mean, oh, <laughs> hey. oh, yes. Let me find out. Okay, okay, all right. Oh, I did not know that. That's remarkable. <laughs> and, and Dominique, other than bribing children with cookies, what are your favorite uh, fandoms that, that you that you tend to gravitate towards? Um, yeah, Star Wars, Harry Potter, um, Game of Thrones. Uh, oh man, there's so many. I'm not prepared. Um, Stranger Things right now. Um, Vampire Diaries. Um, Teen Wolf. Oh my God, Teen Wolf. How could I leave that out? Yes. Um, Marvel, um, Buffy. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Perfect. Well, we're gonna we're gonna keep going with all these. Um, like I said, the topic tonight is we're bringing you know the, the black side characters and we're making them the main story. Um, so uh, we're gonna go ahead and start with you tiff uh we were going to do this is we're going to go through what's the character that that we're focusing on that we're going to bring to the forefront um tiffany what's what's the kind of character or the archetype that you want to see that you're going to be presenting right so of course i have a hard time listening and following rules um i'm a griff um gryffindor by the by um <laughs> So just putting that out there. So of course I did not follow the directions, but I took it my own way. So I envisioned actually coming up with a character that currently doesn't really exist. So it kind of does, but not in this iteration. So think um, NYPD blue, hard grizzled detective, right? Like 20 years on the force, seen some shit, been through some shit, right? That's, that's this, we're setting the stage. The person I would like to play that is Jack K. Harry from 227, all right? Now, if y'all don't know 227, um, go look that up. It, it, it's a quality show. Uh, Regina King got her start there, um, if that's enough incentive for you. Um, Jack K. Harry on that show plays a very comedic character, but I'd like to take that same actor, place her as, uh, you know, again, this kind of old school, been there, done that kind of detective. And, you know, it's the thing is, in the tradition of, of you know, the kind of, you know, police, um, you know, television, this is this is Lester Freeman, right, from The Wire. This is, um, what was CCH Pounder's character's name in The Shield, right? Like, this is a tradition, Detective, Detective Tutuola, um, Ice-T's character in Special Victims Unit. This is a common archetype, and we're just bringing it to the front. So yeah. I hate to burst your little Gryffindor bubble, but you actually did follow the prompt to the spirit. Darn. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, Dominique, what do you think about the concept of taking, you know, a, a, taking the focus onto a black female um, gritty grizzled detective story? I think that that sounds awesome. Um, 
I love a good detective story. My coworker and I, the other day, were just talking about how, um, oh, because we were um, chaperoning, not chaperoning, but helping out with um, Saturday school. And we were like, dang, we're missing the SVU marathon on uh, <laughs> whatever channel that is. And um, yeah, it'd be really cool to see uh, that because I feel like, um, oh gosh, um, Valkyrie is kind of, um, and she kind of like the drunk, gritty, like character, like black woman. I, I'm just, that was just, that was coming to me as you were describing like this gritty character that's not, that trope is not seen through the lens or like played by women or women of color. So like, that sounds super cool. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. I'm, I'm gonna be excited to hear kind of where the rest of this goes as we go through the rest of the categories. Um, Dominique, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say this is the, what's what's the character that you're gonna focus on um, as we go through and we tell we kind of build our our individual stories. Uh, I am focusing on Bonnie Bennett from The Vampire Diaries. Oh, my daughter would love you. Oh my gosh, she loves <laughs> Vampire Diaries. Yeah. Um. Oh, you want me to like go into no, 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 my? I, we're just thing? we're just going through which which of the characters. Um, we're doing for that. You know, you you actually followed the prompt, unlike Tiffany, who wanted to go off and do her own looking black man. So um, we've got that. Tiffany, are you familiar with Vampire Diaries at all? Um, no. You know what? It's been on my agenda to check that because uh, I think it's based on a series. But to watch the show, I did watch the originals, um, which I know is connected to that um, universe. My sister kind of prompted me to watch uh, originals, which I really enjoyed. But I'd love to hear more about Bonnie Bennett because I'm not very familiar. Yeah, I have not watched the originals. Um, I've only seen bits and pieces, but yeah, I'm excited to talk about her more. Awesome. And, and you know, for me, um, being the good Hufflepuff that I am and just trying to be a good team player for everybody, um, the character that I chose to focus on that was kind of a, you know, more of a side character, a supporting player, is Jory LaForge from Star Trek The Next Generation. Um, I, I think, you know, it's a lot of people familiar with that from the 90s. But I think that this was a character that was um, that, that just was a lot of fun, um, was in a lot of storylines, and I, I really want to kind of bring that to the forefront. Um, Tiffany, do you have any any like really cool memories of of watching Star Trek: The Next Generation, or or kind of being familiar with? You know, Jordy had a very iconic look with the the kind of circular glasses. Yeah, the visor for sure. Um, yeah, so uh, Next Generation's my Star Trek like. I mean, like, as if we have ownership of these things, but it's the one that I watched with regularity. Um, the one that, you know, I caught after school, they would be running reruns of it. Um, Jean-Luc Picard is my captain. I think the cast was some of the most uh, compelling as a whole cast. Uh, so yeah, I, I dig Next Generation. That was that was a good pick with uh, Jordy. I like that. Thank you. Dominique, what do you, what do you think about Jordy? What are your thoughts? I don't know who that is. <laughs> well, you're gonna get to find out because I've got a, I've got a fun story. Um, okay. For us to go through. Um, all right. So now we've we've kind of got our characters that we're gonna go through. We're gonna go back to Tiffany. Tiffany, briefly describe kind of what's the story you want to tell um, with this character. Yeah. So I mean, I started again, just out here doing my own thing. I started kind of down this path already, but you know, I'm envisioning a a, a pretty serious police procedural um, where this character, Jackie Harry plays this detective who is probably, I would say close to retirement. 
um, but not quite there yet, um, is a seasoned veteran of the force, is contending with the modern day um, concerns. So I was, I was kind of tossing this around thinking about what might it be like to have this um, black woman as a detective in light of what has been going on and, and, and critique and criticism that um, police services have come under um, more notably in, in the more recent um, past, what might that be like? And, and I think those topics would be integral to bring into the storylines, right? So she's like trying to get to retirement. She is a black woman navigating um, various concerns around gender and racial identity on the force. Um, but again, really passionate about what she does, generally um, is looking to stay on the right side of things and wanting to do right by communities and, and by her colleagues, um, but is also okay pushing some boundaries and, and kind of like snapping back, you know, when the situation calls for it. So that's a, a little bit more about it. But if you can envision some of the challenges that might come up for a person in said position, that I think that would be some compelling television. This is absolutely fascinating. Um, you know, again, just being cognizant of what's going on in the world right now, but also, you know, from a, from focusing on a detective, again, what are detectives doing day in and day out? They're trying to, you know, solve the bigger crimes. And then how does that contend with, you know, calls for all kinds of reform um, within American policing? I think that would be absolutely fascinating because this is somebody that spent their entire career Right. Um, doing doing a certain type of, of thing, and, and I I just I want to hear more about this now. now um, Dominique, what do you what do you think of taking this and putting you know a black woman at the forefront of kind of the the, the changes to American policing? Um, yeah, I think that. Sorry, I need a little bit of thinking time. Can you come back to me? Sure, sure, sure. We can uh, we can we can come back. I I, I really like. Um, you know, going through this. Um, I think so it will give Dominique a little bit more time. Um, the story that I want to focus on with Jordy LaForge right now is um, Jordy is older. He's now an admiral. He's had command of a ship. Um, he's had command of, of a sector. Um, but he gets drawn back into, um, you know, shipboard life in Starfleet. And he ends up on a planet that reveals a uh, a conspiracy where internally in Starfleet, there's a group of rogue officers who are trying to eliminate all of the past knowledge and kind of restart everything. And they're, they're trying to eliminate all of the archives, all of the books, everything else. And you've got, you know, Admiral Jordy LaForge, who's got to make sure that we don't get rid of all the past knowledge and all the books. And I just think that'd be a, a really fun, um, um, I think it'd be a really fun way to to go through and and kind of connect these these two parts of of uh, of an actor, Lavar Burton, who was connected to both Reading Rainbow and who's connected to Star uh, Star Trek. Tiff, you got any you got any thoughts on anything with that? This is interesting because I'm also seeing like some tie in to what's going on societally today, where we're talking about folks wanting to ban books, um, kind of just put us in situations where knowledge of, of history is kind of being questioned, access to information possibly denied. Um, I've always thought of Jordy as like a champion of like, just trying to be on the right side of things as well. Um, he's a guy that 
he, he cares a lot, like tremendously. And I could see him fighting really hard, right? To make sure that actually things, we get access, we keep those things, those things aren't disappeared, you know? That, that's very much in line with how I know that character to be. That's really dope. Exactly. And, and again, I'm kind of playing into, you know, there, I think there's, there's a time to go with something that's gritty and grounded, or you show these characters, you know, kind of like Luke with The Last Jedi, where he's lost faith. I, I really want to show um, that Jordy's Jordy's maintained a lot of that. And this is kind of the one thing at the end of his career that's having him maybe question what's been going on. He's someone that's had um, a lot of faith in, in Starfleet. Obviously, he's yeah. done well in the organization. And moving on to our, um, I think, with, with our next topic, uh, the person who I want to play him to play Jordy is I want the Silver Fox himself. I, I want LeVar Burton playing old Jordy LaForge. I, he's he's out here with the gray beard. He's looking good. He's he's looking like everybody's you know uncle at the barbecue. This is snack. If he ain't got a ring on, he's about to have one. It's a couple of weeks. So I want him. You know, this is somebody Kente. This is somebody that was integral to society. Is reading Rainbow. Uh, with me rainbow so this is that's who i want i want to put lavar burton front and center of my story um and so we've kind of got a couple of these topics um dominique you've got your you're going to talk about bonnie um so kind of what was what was the format um that you want to do the story and the format that you wanted to do with bonnie um i thought that it would be really great to do um like a a spin-off series with featuring Bonnie, but as a graphic novel, the way that they did like um, the following seasons of Buffy in comic form. Um, because I know that Kat Graham has said that she's like very recently, like she's basically done with the franchise. And um, I just thought we could explore a lot more things and themes through graphic novel form. That's that's really cool. And you, it, now this is three very different things, right? We've got kind of a, a TV show, a procedural. We've got um, something looking at Jordan. And this is a, as a graphic novel. Um, I mean, that would be that'd be fascinating. So we're not really looking at, at maybe an actress to play Bonnie, but what are some of the arc, uh, the, the themes or the, the character traits that you'd want Bonnie in this form to have? Um, yeah, so I want Bonnie to be like strong uh, and her own person in this. Um, should I just kind of go into what what yeah. I have? Yeah, yeah, I'd love to hear okay. the idea you have for this graphic novel. Yeah, so a little quick backstory. Bonnie Bennett has always been done dirty in The Vampire Diaries. Um, That's putting it there. <laughs> <laughs> it is putting it lightly. Um, one sh shiny example of this, she once attended graduation as a fucking ghost um, <laughs> because she didn't want her white friends to feel bad and know that she had died saving their asses yet again. Um, so in this comic book, we're going to say no more. Bonnie, Bet Bonnie Bennett is going to get hers. Uh, I'm imagining this world where uh, Bonnie is empowered um, and desired. Her powers are going to grow um, as she, this is almost like this, a whole separate universe for her, but her powers are going to keep growing um, as she navigates adulthood now um, and running the African-American uh, 
spiritual slash occult studies department at a fictional historically black college. Um, and we're gonna see Bonnie still as uh, what's core to her character is that she's a loyal and fierce friend, but this time she's gonna be a loyal friend without compromising herself. Uh, this Bonnie uh, has boundaries and if you don't respect them, then Dracaris, bitch, like get the <laughs> fuck out of her way. She has no time for the shenanigans of Mystic Falls and yeah. I I love this. I love seeing some of these these because again, I'm my daughter watches Vampire Diaries. Um, I'm familiar with the the kind of knots the story tied itself into to kind of just do Bonnie dirty for no reason at all. I'm loving this. I'm loving rooting this again. Occult HBCU. Her. This is this is fascinating to me. Tiff, Tiff, what do you think about about this? Even if you're not familiar with the with the character. Um, what do you think about kind of taking this this direction of a graphic novel? I love it. Um, you know, kind of even hearing, first I'm gonna touch on just that setting of thinking about having a character rooted in an HBCU. You know, we really, I don't think we've had that since a different world. Um, you know, and I, and I think about uh, potential exposure in mainstream media to, um, HBCUs is an amazing idea, you know, like let's, let's get that back out there. And in a positive light and way, let's, let's, let's um, help the people see what's up. Um, you know, the culture for real. I had a question though. So again, I'm learning about this Bonnie Bennett character. I'm like, wow, I'm fascinating. I'm, I'm, I'm locked in already, Dominique. I'm, I might be like, yours might be my story. Sorry, Michael, but yours <laughs> might be my story. Right. So, you know, I'm curious, like, so is she, is Bonnie a, human does she take human form is she a spirit of some sort is she a witch is she a vampire i, I would love to know more about how does bonnie appear as a ghost you said that because in my mind i was thinking beetlejuice where they put the sheets on the head and you know they walking around floating i'm like i don't think that's right so tell, please tell me more yeah so it's been a minute but i it does stand out to me as I was reading up on this that time that Bonnie was a goddamn ghost at graduation. Um, <laughs> but no, so in the comic, I would uh, envision her as in her human form, human form as a witch. Um, she's going to be, um, I don't really want her to die anymore. I think, I believe she's died let's like not, twice. Let's not kill the black characters. Maybe we yeah, can not have to do that. <laughs> she's gonna live she lives um and uh yeah i it's called like because she's gonna be like solving she's still gonna be dealing with like the pesky like supernatural world like wreaking havoc and trying to like take over the world and stuff so like she'll be human there will be other humans for sure vampires for sure werewolves all the things and then also i'd love to like definitely incorporate um spiritual uh not spiritual but like west african like uh mythical creatures and have those have a a time to shine in in, in the story i would i would love that and again like having this this is the really cool thing about hearing about this having this be a graphic novel you don't have to worry about production values you don't have to worry about whether the cgi is going to be good um 
you know, you, you're going to be able to, you know, obviously make this happen and you can be as fantastical as you want. And then you can, you know, keep grounding it in kind of the world of an HBCU. Again, what, what classes are coming through? Is she dealing with, is she teaching, you know, kind of intro level um, occult studies courses? She's probably got some seniors that she's going to be doing, you know, individual work. Maybe she's got a couple of graduate students that are staying on. Um, and you can incorporate all the aspects of, of life, uh, kind of at, at, at an HBCU into that, you know, does she have to go to the Bayou Classic? You know, this is, these are important things that we got to figure out, right? Um, does Bonnie go to Essence Fest, right? These are important things that we need to know. And having it be a graphic novel just untethers it from all the rest of the, the kind of production considerations that you can have her do whatever you want. I'm, I'm fascinated by this and I'm, I'm setting my watch right now. So you just, you go ahead and start writing it because I'm going to be reading it. <laughs> I know I've already got oh go ahead Dominic sorry oh I was saying I was like I've already got some ideas when you said like the Bayou Classic and like Essence Festival I'm thinking like some sort of crazy like Cajun werewolf comes and just fucks shit up and it's like damn it like a bunny has to like save the day you got all kinds of things <laughs> you can take her to Atlanta you I mean you you just all kinds of stuff yes. you Listen, so, please, at the end of the book, can Bonnie go on a Tom Joyner cruise and do some like line dancing? That's that's all I'm saying. I, I think that's the perfect end. My girl oh needs a vacation. Shut it down like that. <laughs> oh, Bonnie has to deal with Kevin Samuel. <laughs> the high value man doesn't need the cult woman to, to make sure that his bed is made and his food is made. You better oh make sure goodness. all that cult nonsense is on the side. I better have some pork chops. That's, that's what's going to happen. Oh, my God. Hex, hex on him. Hex on him. Hex, yeah, hex is for everybody. Everybody yeah. getting hex. Well, mm -hmm. we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and take a break here. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and and, and pause and, and and do this as we get the, the uh, as we get our hexes out of the way, and we're gonna come back here uh, right after this break. And we're back, and we're still talking about toxic black men. Uh, but we're gonna come <laughs> back in, and we're gonna go uh, into uh, Tiffany's story. So, Tiffany, you've got this. Police procedural. Now, here's one thing we kind of glossed over. Um, is this going to be like a TNT police procedural? Is this like a HBO police? Like, how much sex and violence and how raw are we going to get with this? Is this going to be like HBO. a. Oh, oh, oh. Ooh, <laughs> uh, that's what I was going to say. HBO, okay. 100%. Yeah. We get, listen, we give me that HBO money. Give me that HBO, like, no need to censor. I want it all. Let's, let's, let's go hard. There we go. There we, go. So we go on, we go on ham. We go on HBO. Okay. So fill, fill, fill us out with like the casting characters. Who's, who's like one of the other, maybe the main detectives that are, that are there. And who do you envision playing them along with Jason? <laughs> so of course, you know, it makes sense. If you're going to have a character who is, on their way out, so to speak, right? Again, my main character is moving toward retirement. It makes sense that you have somebody coming up behind them, right? Like somebody who is going to take over the reins, uh, maybe a, a younger upstart, um, maybe somebody who is playing a little more fast and loose needs to be reined in a little bit more. Um, but again, you know, needs guidance, mentorship, leadership. So in that way, again, this character exists in many iterations, but the, in this particular instance, I'm seeing another comedic actor we know is a comedic actor pick up a more dramatic role. So I picked Kim Coles. 
So think Sinclair, living single, right? But in a dramatic role, she's going to be um, your, again, the, the young detective, uh, maybe just finished uh, or not, what the hell is the name of the, what do you call it when you, she leveled up? I don't know what you call it, right? When you go from being a regular police officer to becoming a detective is a process, right? But she gets her shield um, mm. and, you know, new to, new to the job, has been a police officer for a little bit, but she doesn't know what Jack A knows. You know, she's kind of making some missteps. Jack A is going to reach out and kind of like say like, hey, you're, you're messing up. Like, you can't be out in these streets doing these kind of things. You want to keep your job. Let me let me show you how to do this for real. Kim Coles is like, nah, I got this. There'll be some pushback, but you'll mm -hmm. see the relationship of this. I need to look for some guidance and I want to give back and, and this kind of back and forth situation coming true. And again, that mentorship that it can exist between black women, I think is pivotal in a lot of different um, settings. And I think there's something magical that can happen um, from that. So th that's my, my, uh, my initial supporting cast member. And that would be, um, it's not just about the police work, but really the show begins to focus on the relationship between those two characters. Well, I, as, as a, you know, again, original living single, you know, fan, um, who watched that show and did not watch friends, the, uh, the, the spinoff that nobody acknowledges, um, <laughs> I would love to see. I, I like this turn of people you know as comedic getting a chance to to go into more dramatic, more serious roles. Um, they're 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 different ages, but they're this. You didn't pick someone who was super young, right? Not someone no. who's fresh out of the academy. This is someone who just became a detective. So mm -hmm. maybe they're closer to um, maybe some of the street level. You know, the 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 rip and run. You know, the kind of. Um, maybe she was working vice, maybe she was working something right. else and now brings maybe a different, more kinetic energy to being a detective. And it's like, no, you're not kicking doors anymore. You're not yeah. just on by bus anymore. Um, you've got to kind of work with it in a different way and seeing that, you know, again, these aren't rivals mm -hmm. necessarily, but you can see that mentorship and that bond that, that forms, but they've got two different ways of doing things and you can see that right. develop. I like that they don't have to be antagonistic to each other. Um, right. I, I really like this idea. Yeah, yeah. And there's got to be a little bit of like a, of course, Kim Coles doesn't want to be the next Jackie Harry. Like she wants to yeah. stand on her own two feet. She wants to make her own name. But there is some, there's power in also getting some feedback from someone who's done it before, you know? So again, the crux of the show, I kind of started out by talking about this is police procedural, but really the crux of the show is going to be about the relationship that exists between these two particular women. I love that. I love that. Okay. So, so Dominique, we're going to, we're going to move to you. So we've got this story about Bonnie. So who are some of the other characters that are going to be featured in this, in this graphic novel? Um, and, and kind of how are you, I guess, what are the traits that they're bringing to the table to kind of um, complement Bonnie? Um, yeah, so I thought that Bonnie should have a well-developed love interest. Um, uh, <laughs> Mike, volunteering. Mike, listen, I'm volunteering for you, okay? Um, yes, yeah, so a black man. <laughs> uh, yeah, he'd be a black man or like um, someone like Afro-Latino, uh, and he'd also be like a brujo or like some sort of witch as well. Um, and 
yeah, she'll finally be like um, a desired character in the show and we'd get to see that side of her. Um, and then- Wait, wait, so um, Riley don't get no play? Girl. Oh man, uh, she She was never um, fully realized as someone desirable or a sexual woman or character um, compared to her other two white characters. They were always definitely just very sought after, very desired. Um, you just never saw Bonnie as someone who not that we had to over-sexualize her, but she was desexualized. Mm. You were not um, kidding so, uh, about them doing body dirty. Yeah, yeah. it sounds like Lisa from Saved by the Bell. She just had Screech coming after her, and nothing else. Like that's that's, that's it. Uh, yeah, I, ah, I like, Screech would I have like been welcome. I like you making her her love interest de, uh, someone who's defined as as a bruja, right? That's a specific term to a specific mm -hmm. you know ideology. Now, in your story, is Bonnie? Is Bonnie more of a hermetic magician or is she someone whose magic is rooted more in spirituality? Um, I would like in this comic, I would like it to be rooted in her spirituality. That's okay. where we're seeing her grow her powers and in a different sense that revolves around healing and um, not saving her friends um, to the detriment of herself. So it's, it's, it's more of a spiritual aspect for her. Um, yeah, and then I don't know if this would be a comic relief character, but I would like to have Damon uh, come back and be, um, he'd just be a vampire again. And uh, he'd continue to be her best friend. Because one of my favorite um, moments in the Vampire Diaries is actually <laughs> the season where Elena is not there. Um, and... Uh, there's uh, Damon and Bonnie are stuck in 1994 and they keep reliving the same day over and over and over then this weird upside down prison world drinking Zima and uh, <laughs> uh, no, not Zima. <laughs> it's, it's a sweet it's a sweet uh, little thing between them and they, Damon actually has a friend and and um, it is Bonnie and I really did love their friendship and um, the way ba Damon Damon left her didn't say bye or nothing um, really hurt her feelings and I would love to have him come back um, as a vampire because he turned into a human or whatever and uh, and just be her bestie and just kind of the comic relief of how like they act like they don't like each other but like they really love each other and it's just strictly platonic so yeah, that was that was kind of where where what I just not being as familiar with the show, I wasn't sure if this was a love interest in the show, and are you going to kind of complicate things with with Bruja Bay? Um, okay, so this is kind of a no. that, that brother sister energy that a lot of the, those really good friendships have, especially, and that would actually make a lot of sense in a college show because you do develop those. It's like, hey, yeah. you know, there's no sexual tension. We just we just cool, give each other a pound, and go. Now now we gotta we gotta get into the nitty gritty here. So her and Bruja Bay. So how graphic is this novel? Are they uh, are they finding all the ways that they can show their appreciation for each other? How 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 intimate are we gonna we gonna get with Bruja Bay? Well, it'll get pretty 
pretty intimate. Uh, they're, they're, um, hmm. Yeah, as much as a graphic novel can like really get into and describe, uh, I'm a perv, so I want that in my comic. Uh, <laughs> we, don't, and, we, don't, we don't use hurtful language here. I was just, I was going, you're, you're a liberated woman who has watched enough episodes of Insecure, you know what I'm saying? Like we have to, we got to get deep into this, right? You're now. right. That yes, word was reclaimed right. right there, Michael. I don't know if you caught that. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you, you, you can claim her, Dom. That's right. <laughs> um, so yeah, I want all that in the graphic novel. And um, yeah, she'll develop that with, with I love this bruja, babe. Uh, <laughs> uh, hashtag. Um, so yeah. I'm I'm here for I'm here for Bruja Bay. I like again, I like rooting this in the spirituality. You know, a Bruja is a very specific term. Um, and you can kind of explore that with like the differences in like the way she thinks and heals versus the way maybe like someone in the Afro-Latino community would do that. You can incorporate those. And so this is this is fascinating to me. I, I I love seeing this. And again, this is this is a graphic novel that I mean I'm gonna be waiting at the comic store to 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 come in and get. Um so thank you for that. I'm so I guess if we're going to uh, pivot into, you know, my story, right, Admiral LaForge, um, you know, this is somebody who, you know, he had his visor on later on in the movies. They replaced the visor with some cybernetic eye implants uh, is very important. He had eye implants. He had lots of storylines with Worf and Data. He had friends. But you know what he didn't have? He didn't have a wife. And his wife is just as accomplished as him. And so when he gets sent out on his mission, right, he has to get back into shipboard life. He's in command of a ship, um, but holding it down, you know, at Starfleet HQ and helping him expose this conspiracy is Admiral uh, LaForge, the Lady LaForge. And we're going full 90s nostalgia here, full 1994. So she's going to be played by Nia Long, um, who I just, there's a piece of my heart that's always missing because she's had it for basically my entire <laughs> life. But again, I want to see I want to see her come in. I want to see her get a lot to do. I want to see her have some action sequences. I want to see her be able to be doing, you know, the sleuthing because they're finding out different things. He's on a mission. He's finding something out. He's talking to her. Um, and, you know, again, you know, as, as someone who, you know, myself is a fan of, of physically uh, expressing my, my affections, they're going to have to have at least one uh, romantic scene together. So we're going to have to let these these two these two silver foxes do what foxes do. I mean, there curves. is that question, right? Like, what, what noise does a fox make or something, right? <laughs> it's going to be more than a few. More than a few noises. Okay, just, just checking, just checking. You know, I you can dig it, though. I, I, like, I like that um, Jordy gets a, a, a partner, right? Like, you know, we, we spend a lot of time, the, the, the world in which Jordy the Forge exists he's we, Riker gets all gets the ladies right I mean even Picard has some like dalliances a little bit you know um thinking of Beverly Crusher you know like there's a little uh, you know that's his bay right there right but yeah Jordy LaForge I mean even Worf had a family we don't really you know poor Jordy just left out in the dust I, I, that's what I, that's why I want to highlight that. And again, this is this is a couple that's that's grown together in this organization, and it's not you know <coughs> supporting him; he's supporting her, right? There's going to be he's going to need to lean on her. She's going to need to lean on him. So you get to see this fully fleshed out 
more mature relationship between you know two two black actors um and and how they might bicker they might disagree you know how they might you know finish each other's sentences all these things that you see in in kind of a mature uh you know romantic relationship okay don't hate me but i just did a search on the lord's google and now i know who jordy laforge is i feel silly i know this man i know this man you, you, know, know. you know him. <laughs> <laughs> he was the. This is this is the reading rainbow gentleman, and he's he's back. I'm just look at his, his his recent pictures. I mean, he is he's giving eyes to people. He got that 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 silver beard going. I mean, he's he's doing it. So this the hard person can get it. I just didn't, and I probably just didn't hear you say that it's LeVar Burton. I don't know why, but like it's all it's all coming together for me now, and. Yeah, no, I'm really invested in what you have to say now, like so much more. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad the Lord's people did this work for you. I'm glad. You did. Oh, uh, Tiffany, Tiffany, who's another who's another character in this in this world, um, along with Kim Coles, that's going to be important to the police force? Yeah. So, um, supplemental to, actually, not the police force, but to Jackie Harry's character she has a daughter um, and a very strained relationship with said daughter because she's devoted so much of herself to her work, right? So when parents are kind of absent from their children's lives, physically and emotionally, resentment can build up, right? So I'm picturing um, Issa Rae stepping oh. in as Jackie's daughter, right? <laughs> Yes. There is some there is some nuance to Jack A navigating the relationship she has with her daughter, who's now an adult, right? She's again, all these characters are stories dropping in, not at the beginning of anyone's career. Um, but you've got her daughter who's out making her way in the world, who actually takes a lot of issue with um how policing works in our country. And having some concern, like, hey, I've had to live with my mom doing this work all this time. I, I also have an issue that you weren't around for me. You were not there for me. Um, I've had to establish my identity apart from a mother. And Jackie Harry having some regret and needing to grapple with that relationship that's not exactly where she wants it to be. Um, so she would very much be intertwined into the work that Jackie Harry does. Um, we would get to see some conflict that comes up, but I would also hope that we get to see them support each other a little bit as well. That's how I'm picturing that in my head. But Issa Rae, got, gotta be, got to get my girl Issa in there. Well, she's, I mean, she's she's kind of got like the lifetime membership right now. She, whatever she's going to touch, the HBO is going to let her do. So yes. I, I love her being in this. Um, I'm, I mean, I like, I used to watch Awkward Black Girl on YouTube, like on the like on the, the desktop computer mm -hmm. with the monitor and the big old box. So like I'm I've been a fan of Issa Rae's for a long, long time. Um, I I would love to see her with this much to grapple with, right? Like she she the 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 Issa character in Insecure um, got to be so many different things at once. She got to be goofy and sexy and you know a growing professional. So I'd love to see her um get to get to play with this and again you know d depending on what her role is or what her career is this um 
you know, this very real, uh, this, uh, as someone this prior military, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of, man, I, I was a part of the federal law enforcement uh, branch for mm-hmm. a number of years. And the, the level of, you know, being conflicted that comes with that comes with being a parent that, that, that was a cop and, and everything else like that. These are things that are, that are very close to me and getting to have these things explored um, with these phenomenal black actresses is just going to be awesome to see. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so Dominique, who, so you've got, we've got two, uh, we've got Bruja Bay and we got the, uh, Damon, Damon was the vampire, right? Damon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Damon's also the host of this podcast. So I, I was remembering <laughs> this wrong. Oh. Um, so I, I just no, wasn't I sure if I remember the name, the name wrong. Um, do you have maybe like a character, maybe like someone named Ryan that like wouldn't show up for things um, when they were supposed to? Is there anyone like that that would be in this graphic novel? Um, actually, now that you mention it, yes, there there would be. Yeah, he just always lay just a bumbling like person and yeah, just wouldn't show up. Man, that's that's it's unfortunate. And it's a good thing that doesn't happen in, in our real lives. Um, <clears throat> right? that would be, that'd be very unfortunate if we didn't have a fourth get you know, get as an example, a fourth co-host for this podcast. But no, what um right. what, what are some of the other characters that you have featured in this? <clears throat> um, those were the main two. I mean, I think there'd just be it'd just be really cool to explore creatures and other supernatural things. Um I'm kind of inspired by uh, a little bit by the different types of monsters that they would have uh, in Teen Wolf. And you get some history and some lore about things that you might not have um, considered in this supernatural space. Like, um, so yeah, this comic book would be able to explore like Southern monsters, mythical beasts and creatures and entities and um but like as other people in the story definitely be like her students um she probably formed some sort of like unofficial scooby gang because i'm always like harken back to buffy and um yeah that's that's so this the monsters aspect is is getting me do you i'm not familiar with teen wolf um, mm-hmm. Are there any specific, um, maybe creatures that wouldn't have that people wouldn't think of either from West African lore or from something like Teen Wolf that you'd want to feature that you'd want maybe to be <clears throat> even if it's not a big bad of the of the comic that you'd want to make sure got some shine. Um, not much that comes to like like forefront of my mind right now, but. Mm, there is an interesting beastie, um, a Cajun werewolf um, that I'm not sure if anything that I've ever seen has touched on, but I learned about it on a trip to uh, New Orleans. It's called like the, excuse my Cajun, excuse my French. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to say this right, but it's called a Lugaru. Um, oh, okay. I'm I'm familiar <laughs> with this from a role playing game, the the Lugaru. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, my son knows about it, and uh, he knows that if you see one, you put out like thirteen coins or thirteen pennies, and uh, the Lugaru can't get you if it uh, it can't count to thirteen or something 
random. So like, it'll just be stuck in this forever loop of counting. So like that, just things like that, that are just so bizarre and weird, but they're ours or like Mm -hmm. a blend of like cultures coming together uh, would just be just so cool to highlight. I can really see stuff like that being just again, like getting the shine through like, I mean, the, the thing that I'm most familiar with from, from role playing games or, you know, from, um, you know, is, is the concept of, of different Loa, right? If you're, you know, talking mm-hmm. about like, you know, Voodoo, yeah. um, that's something where you've got these different, you know, patron deities and they manifest through, you know, the, the practitioner. So you've got, you know, these different ones, Ogun, right? Who's kind of like the warrior mm-hmm. and, and um, you've, you've got ones that are associated with healing as well. So it would be fascinating to see those, um, you know, both in kind of a positive sense. And then if you get angry now, you've got the negative version of this one coming. But things like that, you know, again, this is giving me real. Did y'all ever read The Dark 30? When you were I have not. It was a um, it was a book of like scary stories from like the Black South, and it was like, you know, a passenger who okay. who was was waiting for somebody in the in the snow, and they it was it was somebody who had died in a car accident. I, it was these mm-hmm. like these tales like that that I just remember very vividly being fascinated by when I was in elementary school. This is giving me a lot of those same mm-hmm. vibes. I'm loving. I have a book similar to that. It's like these. It's called like these southern gothic tales but Mm -hmm. they're all like black Mm -hmm. and um that story that you just said there was one that was similar to it but like with the train station and so like incorporating like horror is like we've done horror we know how to tell horror stories you want to talk about that kind of stuff you know and um and we can do it well and i think this comic book could uh graphic novel could highlight all of that stuff i'm i'm loving i'm loving i just i just started doing a rewatch of lovecraft country which mm. like there's parts mm-hmm. of that that are in it and that 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 show is fascinating and flawed but the first episode mm-hmm. it, i mean you are getting all of it and i'm i'm loving how much that would that would be incorporated something like that 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 southern gothic horror would be incorporated mm-hmm. Yeah, because Dominique, as I'm listening to you and Michael, and again, this is not, um, I'm not overly familiar with your um, with your character, right? But as I mm-hmm. listen to the two of you talk about not just that story that you're creating, but some of the historical references and, and content that can be interwoven into your story, I'm like, damn, yeah, teach me all the things, right? Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm about it. Like, this is great. And I, and I the appeal of being able to introduce what could be considered like history right into mm-hmm. an inter uh, entertainment medium is super great you know and i i think that stories have a way of being able to bridge the past and the present and the future you know all of these things if we allow them to do so so i'm loving um, the creation that you are, uh, you know, kind of giving us right now. And I'm like, yeah, like get this book out, ladies, so I can go buy a copy. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You're the, you're the, you're the creative. So we're going to, we're going to, we're going to take a break. So Dominique can start working on this story. Um, but we'll be back and I've got one more supporting character. And then we're going to get into the most fun with this, which is all the wild cards that we're going to have uh, here. So we'll be back in a little bit. Hold on to your butts because we've got a brand new series coming to Planet Fantasy. That's it. Nostalgia Trip. 
when we break down what this series is going to be all about. So Damon, our lovely producer, Anna H., and myself came up with an idea for a new series in which one of us brings a movie to the table from our past, from our nostalgia-laden childhood that we have not seen in five years or longer, and at least one of us has not seen. Basically, we, you'll be getting our thoughts going into the movie, both from the person who has already seen it, their memories of it, maybe their favorite character, what they think will change, and some predictions from the person who's never seen it, the newbie. Uh, and then you'll be hearing the next segment, which is going to be the bulk of the episode after we've watched the episode, uh, the movie, you'll be hearing the person who's never seen it, their initial thoughts on their first time watch. And of course you'll be hearing the other person's thoughts, uh, having revisited this movie after a long time, how their opinion has changed. Do they like it more? Do they hate it now? What has changed about it? We're really excited about this. We think it's going to be a really fun way to kind of revisit some favorite movies from our childhood. Um, and just some some nostalgic picks. And so, as always, if you have ideas for these movies, if you'd love to be a guest and bring a movie to, for us to watch, you can always hit us up and let us know. But in the, t- in the meantime, our first episode for this series is going to be launching the, the first week of July. It's going to be dropping on July 3rd. And the movie is going to be The Fifth Element. Damon and I have not seen this film in over five years. And our lovely producer, Anna H., has never seen The Fifth Element. It's going to be lots of fun. I'm excited to revisit what was one of my favorite sci-fi movies growing up. But again, it's been a long time, so maybe that'll change. Who knows? Maybe I'll hate Bruce Willis after that. Impossible. I can never hate you, Bruce. But be excited. July 3rd, our first episode of Nostalgia Trip. And we're going to jump right into uh, the second supporting character for... Uh, the Jordy LaForge story that we've got going on here. Uh, so, you know, what I wanted was someone, you know, Jordy's a pretty cerebral character. Um, and he's someone who's going to be considering all the things, right? He's he's an admiral. His wife's an admiral. They've got to uncover this vast conspiracy within Starfleet. And what I want, kind of, this, you know, similar, you know, uh, a character that we see a lot. I want a young hothead. Um, and so I want Jordy's weapons officer on this ship to be someone who is, I mean, I want somebody that's ready to be on the away team right now. And the person who I want to play this is John David Washington. Oh, good pick. And I want John David Washington. You know, we, we have this history of Jordy having these, you know, he had the, the eyes, he had the visor. I want John David Washington, but John is, you know, he's a veteran of, of, of the wars. He's the weapons officer on the ship. He's kind of like the lead boarding officer. Um, and he's got cybernetic limbs. And I want to see him as the dude that's ready to go in. He's ready to rough up some Klingons, some Romulans. It doesn't matter who it is. And it's mostly because it, as a former football player, he has this energy that he brings to fight scenes. It's very, very different than... You know, a lot of a lot of the actors that you think of that look great in these fight scenes is because they're trained in dance, right? They're trained in the, the movements and, and the steps and everything. So someone like uh, Chris Evans is Captain America, right? His fighting style looks great. It's because he knows all these 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 things from dance steps. John has this energy and this kind of power to him. And if you watch like the fight scenes in Tenet, especially the one in, in the kitchen, I mean, he's he's doing things that don't look like normal fight scenes. This isn't something, this isn't Jackie Chan. This isn't some spinning around. This is a dude 
who thought seriously about making his living running through other people as a running back, as an undersized running back. And I want him being the lead boarding officer. And he's the guy that maybe Jordy has to try and rein him in because, man, he is putting a hurting on these people. If he's if he goes on to the other ship, the other ship is is, is not coming back in one piece. Um, right. So that's who that's who I want. And, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe we get a cameo from Denzel. You know, he got to show up. <laughs> I don't, maybe we might have to. So, uh, what Tiffany, what do you think of that? Man, I love it. You know, I'm, I'm kind of picturing like a combo between a juggernaut and Eddie Gordo from Tekken, right? Like my man yeah. is smooth with it. You know what I mean? Like that would be dope. Um, but yeah, like somebody who's like John David Washington is quick to react, right? He hears about something. He's like, boom, no time for a plan. Just got to like make some moves. And yeah. so I like that. And Jordy's like, all right, I hear you, but like, chill though, chill, 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 chill. Let's like think about things. Let's like kind of work something through, come up with a plan. Then we can kind of make some moves. But man, John David is like, nah, just let's go. Let's, no. let's, let's do this. You know, Tele the young teleport upstart. Me, teleport me on there, you know, beat me, beat me to him, Scotty. And I'm, I'm going to yes. take care of it. So I, I'm I like having that, that balance of, you know, someone who's very measured and considered. Um, and then you'll get to see both of them be, be different ways, right? It might be time at the end of the, the end of the, the movie for Jordy to be like, listen, we, we, we're not holding back no more. So yeah, that's, that's it. my, that's my other supporting character. Um, so one of the things that we want to do, you know, is, is, you know, one of the, the, the core things to any story is, you know, the directors, the showrunners, um, kind of the lead writers on these, these graphic novels. So Tiffany, who's, who's kind of your, your, your showrunner, um, on, on this, on this show? Yeah. Gotta be, you know, watching her trajectory as an actress. And I've already mentioned her. I referenced her as a, a point for Jackie Harry, but gotta be Regina King. Um, you know, she's out here doing some amazing work and, and giving us some really thought-provoking media to, co to consume. Um, I think that that would be a great pivot for her to get behind the camera, to do some writing, to propel that show forward. I think she'd have a unique perspective. She herself has been in a similar kind of a gritty thing. Think um, The Watchmen, um, which... Man, can I, I'm still hurting over the fact that we're not getting a second season, but that's a different a different story for a different. You're day. hurting over the fact that you don't get to see, look at Yaya's naked body no more. That's I mean, the, also that, me. very that, very much that. But <laughs> um, no, it was a dope show, and I mean, yeah, we we need more of that. But I think she would be phenomenal um, to lead that show. I think she would have a remarkable vision and, and really could make it something great. It would be really cool because she's she, she's directed TV. She's she's she shot commercials. She's done everything. But if you think about it, if she ever has a question for what for how to manage something for show running, Issa's right there, right there. She, you you got uh, you you kind of got this this second resource, and I really like the way she's she's shaped these things. Again, I I can't emphasize this enough. The difference between the Watchmen comic and the show is so vastly different and and seeing and kind of how they've kind of propelled that i would love to see her take something that's as timeless as the police procedural right this is mm. this has been going on forever all of svu all of you know all these shows right but her take on that would be phenomenal i'd love it right yeah uh, that's my plan 
I like it. But put I put you I don't know what you can go wrong with putting put Regina King in charge of a tank. It's in, uh, right now. I don't, she'll do it. Listen, um, she, she can come be in charge of anything in my life, and I will trust her. <laughs> like you got this, sis. I I will do whatever you say. Boom, done. There you, there you go. All right. So Dominique, for for your um for your graphic novel, who do you have as kind of the lead creatives behind the scenes, the writers? <clears throat> who do you want running this thing? Um, uh, what came to mind originally was uh, like Brian K. Vaughn, who writes the Saga comic books, which are okay. near and dear to my heart. Um, I feel like that comic book is like my life in space, but. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I would want him to like partner with um, other uh, black creatives, other female black voices, other people um, with uh, like, uh, and collaborate with the, these people um, with knowledge of like, you know, firsthand knowledge of being a black woman. Um, knowledgeable about spiritual topics and 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 our communities um so yeah that would be it'd be it'd be cool to see someone like that take all the goodwill they've built up by something that's as amazing as saga and um mm -hmm. you know, and, and really kind of kind of doing that um producer anna uh had suggested aletha martinez who's someone who's worked in marvel that's a black woman mm -hmm. that's moon girl avengers um black panther so that that might be an example of someone who could do something like this who could partner with brian brian k vaughn and and kind of help mm -hmm. bring that to the forefront someone who's already got um you know kind of time in the space and would really be able to kind of help craft something like this you know i, I was that. also thinking about the author of um children of blood and bone i think it's um tommy oh tommy, tommy uh, adayemi yeah yeah she's yeah she's that's that, cool. that i was saving that as kind of a uh at the end someone that was actually the thing from the the marvel announcement or the disney announcements two years ago that i was the most excited about and and that's mm -hmm. no longer uh, being run by disney i think paramount has mm -hmm. it now but i cannot wait i've read both of those books my, my oldest son's read both of those books um i can't wait for that to come to the screen um yeah. but yeah she, the she, she one. you have it, it's you need to read it it's good it's As good do I, Dominique. yeah Y'all have it. Hold on a second. So you gonna let Kevin Samuels be as well read as he <laughs> be? Again, this is what the high value man brings to the table on all of these Listen. conversations. Is I'm more well read than the black female creators than the black female. <laughs> no. I'm just Listen, um, I got some thoughts for Kevin Samuels. Um, R.I.P. Ooh. I'm not gonna speak ill of the dead, but um, yeah, I got some choice words for that man. I th those those words might. Might have to go on a separate. That's the after dark yes. podcast. That's, that's, that's a different for podcast. Real. <laughs> um, that's hilarious. Um, so that the great idea. Um, with that again, Brian K. Vaughn is someone that can manage a lot of different tones, which it sounds like you'd want to have with this. You want to have, you know, romance. You want to have an, an adventure. You want to have you know, being able to ground it in in you know the monsters, but the HP that he kind of can manage. He's someone that can manage all those different tones with Saga. So I, yeah. I love to see that. And um, and make it translate well if he worked with you know like uh, for a comic and make it work and be mm -hmm. so beloved and heartfelt as you know beloved as Saga is. That's awesome. I'd I'd, I'd love to see that. Um, so for for Jordy's 
um, story. Again, my, mine is a, is a movie. This is, we're going all out. We're getting all the money um, for this. We're getting all the special effects. And the person who I want to work with, who I want to direct this movie is Nia DaCosta. Um, she's doing the Marvels. Um, she just Candyman. So I think she has a grasp on like 90s nostalgia and how to translate it. Um, you know, I'm not trying to make this, again, like, the thing that I want to highlight with, with Jordy is this is someone who's, who's a believer. This is not someone who's beaten down by the system. This is the event that kind of has him questioning, wow, what, what's going on with this? Um, but I think she really grasps how to translate 90s nostalgia, you know, with him, with, with, with Nia Long, um, into, uh, something amazing like that. So that was kind of who I had picked, um, you know, with this. I think, you know, if she's coming off of the Marvels, um, you know, I'd want to really want to see her kind of balance all the aspects of this story. Yeah, I like that. I think I think she I think she'd work out really well. Um, and I think the 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 thing that we were going to get to was, you know, wild cards, right? What's something that's going to be different about, about, you know, this story? It could be a supporting character that goes in a completely different direction. It could be um, anything. Tiffany, did you have kind of something something that kind of would, would, would shake up the status quo of this show. I know you, it's a, it's a cop show, but you, your focus has been mostly on the life of, of, of this character, right? The home life, um, the, the friendship, the work-life balance. So what, what would be something that you, you do to kind of shake up how this, this develops? Um, I really want to see, uh, it's kind of another supporting character I didn't mention, but I thought about having a recurring villain, right? And for that recurring villain to be another, what we know as a powerhouse of um, Black female excellence in acting, Loretta Devine, right? Like to have, to have somebody play opposite, um, you know, this, again, this detective who's been on the force and uh, somebody who has been around, who has seemed to find their way around the law, but still very much there's respect for from the detective to this adversary. Um, she'd act the fuck out of it. I mean, Loretta Devine, I mean, come on. So that that's the wild card is that we wouldn't just see her grappling with individual storylines from week to week. We'd also have a recurring kind of a, a villain, an opposite, another mm. strong black female character that brings some the meat and potatoes to the story that grips the watcher, draws you in, makes you compelled to want to know how do they resolve this. So, um, for sure, it, it, it's that it's having the recurring villain. That's that's my wild card. Is she a, is she is she a crime boss? Is she a crooked cop? I yes. Guess I no, no, it's crime boss, 100%. Oh like someone gosh. who has never been on the right side of the law, right? Came up if 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 I could, right? This is my story. I would craft it so you get some flashbacks of her life coming up, um, how she's oh, nice. had interactions with the police, um, how she's made the choices she's made, how she's navigated things within her her sphere of growing up in the ranks, right? Becoming a, a true boss, you know? That would be super dope. I want the viewer to feel some, um, not, not compassion, that's the wrong word, but I want them to care in some sense about this character, even if the care is that, wow, she's an asshole and she needs to go down. I, I, I want there to be just something compelling, something that draws you in about that villain. So I love this because Loretta Devine radiates this wholesome, mm -hmm. like, oh, come here, baby, I got some cookies for you energy. But to see her as like this, maybe like taking that 
and translating that into a type of ruthlessness. And you've got comedic actresses who are playing serious, right? Mm -hmm. I love the the energy of that. If we're getting flashbacks, if I could, just one small request. The woman yes. who's got her hands around my throat right now is Wunmi Musaku, who, oh. so if we could have her play, um, play the young version as she's coming up. And if she needs a love it. interest, yeah. I will make myself available. If she needs volunteering to, as tribute, she needs to choke somebody out. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, intimate scene. I, I feel like I would be a good stunt double for that. So at the very okay. least, I can provide something for your story. But I let, love let, this idea. Let me let me take a note real quick. Michael, it is the love love interest. <laughs> I got my SAG card. Listen, I'll be I'll work for scale. I'll do what I'll work for free. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I love this 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 balance of energies. You've got these comedic actresses playing serious you've got this wholesome actress playing ruthless you'd be playing with these tones and again the person who i would trust to balance these tones is regina king and you've got that's it that's, that's it right there yeah oh sign me God. up emmy coming through right Red, here all of them all of them yes. it, emmy for me getting choked um that's gotta be an mtv movie award category right best choke out scene well it's a bt after dark yes. movie award category <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Um, so Dominique, what's what's your what's the wild card idea that you'd have for this? Are you, I mean, your whole idea as a graphic novel is a wild card in itself. But what's something that you think of that you think would be would be just a, a cool twist for this? So this is just a cool twist for me personally because I just despise this character in the Vampire Diaries like wholeheartedly. Um, so my wild card is there would be zero, none, no mentions of Elena Gilbert. And if you watch the Vampire Diaries, um, you'll know that that's, uh, <laughs> you would know. is all about that. <laughs> is ready for this. That that's pretty fucking wild, uh, to have no mention of this bitch. Uh, we just don't, we just, we don't talk about her like, no, uh, that. And then something else that just came to me, I don't know if it's a wild card, but I just want to say it. Um, she, I envision Bonnie as like, like other characters, like probably like four or five, maybe like four mentees, but she'd also be in like this mentorship role to like people who, you know, maybe some characters who are afraid of this spirituality thing, like coming to grips with, um, you know, church trauma and navigating this like awakening that they might feel or, you know, she might be able to assist and help and with that kind of thing. And I don't know, that just came to me. That'd be kind of that'd be really cool to explore. Love that. Love that. I mean, that's so real, though. I mean, that's, that's again, like coming to grips with maybe the spirituality that you were born with or was foisted upon you and kind mm -hmm. of discovering that again, like, you know, Bonnie is a character who's, who's had enough trauma in her life, again, from how the show did her, um, being able to kind of ghost at graduation. Is I mean, just to make sure everybody else felt good so that <laughs> I, I love the idea of her helping kind of people on that journey. Because that the person who does that is so is so vital. But again, like her, her nature, her powers, all kind of coming together um, as a, her as an educator, helping people to like not reject spirituality, but to kind of welcome a different 
way to, of looking at it, that's that's marvelous right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kudos, I, snaps, snaps all around for that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, my uh, my wild card for for this movie was going to be having Bradford Young be the cinematographer. Uh, Bradford Young uh, shot Arrival. Bradford Young shot Solo. Um, Bradford Young works with colors really well. So again, you could have these characters, you could have, you know, this color palette, maybe when it's, you know, Jordy and his wife together, you could have this color palette of kind of the investigation, you have this color palette, maybe, maybe John David Washington has his own color palette, and it's just all red, right, and it's everything, because he's going, um, but I would trust him um, to work with Nia DaCosta, and I think you could get some really creative things out of it, again, I think, um, I'm I'm firmly, I have my flag planted on a few things um, that are, are not super popular. Um, I'm a Rob Stark stan um, for, for Game of Thrones, right? I'm, I was always, I've always been a Rob Stark fan. Me too. Um, so, okay, well, then we've got, we got our flag together. On that one. Um, <laughs> Who doesn't like yeah. Rob Stark? I just, I, he's- When did this happen? Who said this? He's, he's I'll, I'll point you to him, okay? But I just, when you compare it to Jon Snow, Jon Snow's development took longer, right? You know, Rob died, you know, in the in the show because of he fell in love with the wrong lady and everything else like that. But um, another thing of my, I don't think Solo is a bad movie. And Solo looks remarkable. Again, mm-hmm. the blues that are on Corellia, you know, the, 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 the color palette for the train, the color palette for, um, you know, for doing, for going to Kessel, Right, the color palette for the Maelstrom. Um, these are all the, the movie looks great, regardless of the, whether you think that Alden Ehrenreich was a good Han Solo or whatever else like that. Um, but the movie looks phenomenal, and that would be mine because I'd really want to make sure, um, you know, that I highlighted that and I, I brought him in again, a, a black cinematographer, um, to work with Nia DaCosta and make this movie. Now they're gonna be spending $500 million making it because I said so, but it's gonna yeah. look like a lot more than that because of what he can do behind the camera. Um, trying to think what what else we said. I'm about to I'm about to just y'all got Patreons. I'm about to like <laughs> give some money right now because um, um I can dig it. Dominique's getting all the money. Okay, Dominique start right paypal rising um you know uh all i all i have is the only fans and that's you can donate to wait is that for real different donations uh i'll talk to you i'll look up the five uh, uh that's a different that's a, that's a different uh, different energy for the podcast um so again just kind of going through this we've got some some you know remarkable um, stories that we've got, um, you know, I've got a, a big budget blockbuster uh, centered around Jordy LaForge. Uh, Tiffany's got, got an HBO gritty procedural um, centered around a, a female detective and, you know, her home life. Um, and Dominique's got a graphic novel about uh, 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 just a, a character that, that did not get the shine they deserved from a beloved kind of, you know, youth YA fantasy uh, series. Um, We've got these these stories. Are there any honorable mentions? Any maybe characters from um, from other fandoms that you want to see? Maybe you want maybe some honorable mentions of, of things like that that you you wanted. Um, what Tiffany? Is there anybody else? Any other characters that you could think of that you you wanted to see or that you considered when you were thinking of this exercise? 
Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't find I couldn't decide land on a who I wanted the actor to be, but I would have loved to have given Jack Hay a female love interest, significantly younger. That would be some interesting TV to watch, breaking all of the the stereotypes all the way around. Um, and I think that there's a lot of room to explore sexuality in mainstream media for black women, you know, um, in some ways that we don't get to see on the regular. And, and I think that that needs some, a, a spot to shine, quite frankly. Um, we often see, especially when there are age differences, it's usually a man who is in a, uh, who is the senior in that partnership. Um, but what happens if you flip that script, right? and have this detective kind of fall in love with uh, a younger woman, you know? Um, could that also bring up some conflict within the relationship between her and her daughter? You know, so it's like, you've, you've got something really interesting, I think, in that, but I could not land. I, I thought for a second, like, um, Lapita maybe being that love interest, maybe, but I wasn't sure about that, right? Like, so these are, yeah, these are some of the, you know, I'm just, I'm just, again, HBO, uncensored, baby, always. My, my vote would be Sid and let oh. her, and let her do the soundtrack, let her do all the music. Yeah. I can Sid, do that. Listen, Sid, Sid sings, Sid, <laughs> Sid bringing me in. She's singing about loving other women. And I'm like, God, shit, I'm, I'm with it. She yeah. is, she is, she, she, she just projects so much soul and so much depth into the things that she brings to it. Um, mm -hmm. And I would love to see her as like the music supervisor for a show like this, mm -hmm. and as the love interest that you could. I, that was immediately what popped in my mind. Perfect, perfect. She's she's got to collaborate though with Alex Isley. Um, I okay. want Alex Isley singing some some songs uh, for for this. Uh, definitely some some background tracks. H HBO gonna make sure the, the the bag is open for that. Always, always. Um, Y'all heard it here first. Dominic, did you have any other kind of ideas for characters that you wanted to to feature when you were thinking about this before you settled on Bonnie? No, I my mind just went straight to Bonnie, but I know that if I, I sat with it, I could come up. I know that there's others that I've like wished for like more for and but no Bonnie was like the top of the list because so wrong. Bonnie came to it's you. So I was talking to you the other night, and Bonnie came to you real quick when we were talking about this. So that mm -hmm. was, it, and it, it just, I, I love how your mind works and how you come up with these stories on the fly. Um, so I, I, again, we'll just, we'll give you more time. We'll give you your own show, and you, you just keep coming up with these ideas. Um, I'm tuning in, Dominique. I'm tuning in. Um, the the one character that I had a hard time getting away from, and I really, I really wanted to do this, and it didn't kind of work. Um, is the Mac character from Predator, um, who was played by Bill Duke, right? He was best friends with Jesse Ventura, and he was the one singing, singing "Long Tall Sally" as he's, um, as he's carrying a machine gun through the through the desert. Um, this is a movie filled with dudes that were on the 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 third generation of Arnold Schwarzenegger steroids. I mean, this, you had a guy who was a former uh, Navy SEAL uh, uh, in Jesse Ventura. Uh, you had Carl Weathers, you know what I'm saying? I mean, the, 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 the picture of him shaking hands with Arnold is a meme that lives on to this day because these are, these are, these are two arms that have never been beaten 
in the history of arms. And Bill yeah. Duke is the scariest character in that movie. He's the character everybody else was afraid of. He's the character the Predator was afraid of. And I, I want to think, what, what was his life like when he was on different commando raids? That was the one character that I was just like, mm, I want. And, and Bill Duke is someone who is, is one of the scariest dudes. Just having him stare at you. Um, yeah. The Predator would just run away. Alien would run yeah. away. Everybody would run away. I'd run away. We all we all ran away. Um, are there any other black creatives that you want to shout out? Whether it's in in any fandom, in, in movies, any other people that whether it's you whether you consider them for this story or not that you just we were thinking of um, that we, we were we're going to go out on. I well, <clears throat> I don't know so. I was talking to one of my students. I was like, help me, you guys usually keep me so like hip and with it. Um, that's the lingo that they use these days. No, um, but yeah, so I work with high school students and uh, one of the kids, uh, one of the, the boys, he said, uh, what about things fall apart? And that's a really old book. Um, but I was like, I'm going to talk, I'm going to highlight it on a podcast. And he's like, yeah, do that one. And I was like, there you go. okay, so this one's for you. <laughs> Phenomenal story. It was, uh, again, so the roots named an album after it, after things fall apart. So, mm-hmm. uh, Chinua I believe is how you pronounce that. Mm-hmm. Um, be a great one. Tiffany, did you have anybody else, any other uh, creatives that you want to, to highlight, um, as we're heading out of here? Um, not necessarily connected to the, like the show that I'm creating. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I, I just, I, I was watching something with her on it recently, Debbie Allen, um, who mm-hmm. was a pioneer in dance, um, still teaching dance classes. The woman I think is in her sixties or seventies. And I just watched her um, down, I think she was in, was it in Jamaica, maybe at a, at a school of dance there, um, instructing these young girls, you know, in, in this beautiful art form. Um, she's someone we don't talk a lot about. Um, she's kind of gone to the wayside, you know, really got her break, um, in fame, um, back in the back in the way, way backs, um, you know, had an appearance on a different world. I mentioned that earlier. Um, now is on Grey's Anatomy. It's like, this woman has had a longstanding career. Um, yeah, for real. And so I, you know, I don't think of her as being a young creative, but somebody who doesn't get enough play um, and people are not familiar enough with her work, um, both as a choreographer um, and as an actor. So um, got to shout her out. I wish I could figure out a way. It doesn't really fit again into my story, but just love Debbie Allen and want to give her some more shine. That's, that's awesome. Um... You know, the one that I want to highlight um, more, than, more than anything um, uh, was Tommy Adeyemi, who, who wrote um, uh, The Children of Blood and Bone. Uh, she's just absolutely phenomenal. Um, I, love, I love those stories. Um, and was just somebody who um, I, I absolutely love, you know, reading and, and going through all of that. Um, and then the other person I wanted to highlight um, that I very seriously considered and who I think actually might actually work for your show, Tiffany, as well, Reynaldo Marcus Green just uh, is, is he uh, he directed um, King Richard 
among oh. other things he's been coming up and he just finished um wheel in the city which was kind of the spiritual mm. successor to the wire it was george mm -hmm. pelicanos and david simons um kind of retelling of the gun trace task force a uh, corrupt uh police unit a plainclothes police unit that was active around the freddie gray um murders in the aftermath of, of the of the murder um in baltimore yeah. uh i mean phenomenal you know director and showrunner of that show uh, our director, George Pelicanos, was the showrunner, um, but he just has an eye, and he's yeah. someone that's going to be on his way up. I mean, this is it. It felt like um, uh, uh, when you watch it's well like watching Fruitvale Station and be like, this mm -hmm. this person is wildly overqualified to make this movie, um, and and he's going to go on to, to great things. Mm -hmm. um, so that was that was it for us. Um, oh, I had one more. Oh, oh, it um, wasn't it for us because Dominique yeah, corrected me. My bad. <laughs> No, it's um, uh, Akata Witch, the author. Uh, uh, oh gosh, I don't know how to pronounce her name. I sincerely apologize, but I think it's Nandi Akorfor. For um, she's written Akata Witch um, and several other um, really awesome novels. Another Nigerian uh, author, Nigerian American mm -hmm. author. What can you say? Uh, run that name um, of the books that she wrote. Uh, Akata Witch, and yeah, then she has later. other like um, what ones written for like adult readers. Akata Witch is like middle grade, mm. uh, but still awesome. Yeah, she's okay. got a lot of a lot of different. This is somebody uh, we can put the how to spell the the, the spelling of her name. Um, into the, the 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 show notes um for this but she, this is this is someone who i've never heard of so this, this is why i love either because you get to find out oh, um yeah. more about these so thank dominique at any time in your life if you need to interrupt me just go ahead and interrupt me because you, you're bringing you're bringing this heat i like it um Thanks. listen for you know thank you to uh you know damon kyle for letting us um you know come on and highlight something that's 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 important and creative to us Thank you to producer Anna for the the, the heart emojis, um, for knowing uh, more than than me about Vampire Diaries and how wrong Bonnie got done. Um, <laughs> really, really appreciate it. Um, you know, for Tiffany and Dominique and myself. Uh, thanks for thanks for letting us on. And this is what we do. Thanks, guys. Thanks for being here, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan, for being here. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs>